everyone and welcome to our second episode of our Christian Creatives podcast. And joining me this week, we have Jim Steele, who many of you will know from the Friday Jam from our, and from our Sunday services. So Jim's a musician and a songwriter. Hello, Jim. Hello, Laura. Thanks for inviting me on to have a wee chat. I'm looking forward to it. I was uh, especially, I loved the Secret Chord Sessions this week, uh, your song um, with Becky. That was just beautiful. Thank you very much. It's, it's, honestly, it's not something I find easy. I, I, don't, I didn't come to this willingly or easily, so that's another story in a sense. But um, yeah, I, I, I just try and do my best. So it was just just lovely, and I'm sure a lot of other people will have been inspired and moved by it as well. So you are um, now. I thought that you had always been a songwriter, Jim, because your your songs are so they're so mature and so moving. But but you were telling me how you've only been songwriting for actually not that long. So no. tell everybody about that. Uh, I'm a songwriter in denial. <laughs> I'm a musician in denial. Um, none of it was really around me. Only in the last six years did this happen. Um, I, was, I was a busy fool. For 20 years, I was in the corporate world, um, manufacturing and design and things like that. And I climbed the greasy pole that many people have to do. And uh, at one point, I, I just got fed up and uh, I started my own business. And uh, I, I, I was a mummy daddy. I looked after the kids at house. And uh, for six years, I worked from the house. And the little business grew and grew and grew. Um, and it grew very, very well and very successfully, so much so that I, I, I think I must have lost my way because um, I had th- about three, four businesses. I was, I was really drowning as a busy fool. And um, in 2014, uh, I had one of these kind of life-stopping moments. It was a bit physical. It was uh, emotional. And that's when I, I, uh, I, I was introduced to Christ. I, I knew, obviously, of God, but I was of no faith whatsoever, really. Um, and I was introduced to Christ in 2014. And with it came <laughs> this cedar quest for, with music and um, guitar and, and, and instruments and, and songwriting. And it scared the living daylights out of me, honestly. It absolutely put me into fear. Oh, wow. <laughs> Aye. So, because this was just, this was all new to you, just completely new. I, I, I came, I, I discovered uh, Christ was around me because I, I got great help. The, the busyness that I'd created was drowning me emotionally, uh-huh. mentally, and I was yeah. really, really suffering. Um, and uh, I, I, I just cried out. I didn't want my life anymore. It was just so much of a burden. And I just cried out. And, and, and literally, uh, within the next day, uh, that, that cry was answered. Uh-huh. Uh, but little did I know, I just wanted to get an answer to my problems. I didn't want to be changing my life in any fashion or form. Yes, uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people that come to Christ are like that. It's like, <laughs> ah, okay, like they, 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 they develop the relationship and they think it's for, you know, that's great, this is for me, but, and I can, you know, carry on with my life as usual. But quite often Jesus has other plans. It, it was a it was a big shock, and it, it's not everybody. Honestly, I find that there's a there's a smaller percentage that these 
these big awakenings happen with because my good lady Jane, my wife, she, she, she's always been of faith. She's, she's, she's just gradually grown and there's nothing significant that, that bashed her in the head and, uh, and stopped her doing what she was doing. But I had to have a remarkable about turn. Uh -huh. um, uh, but w with it, as I say, I had, I had this little dream that uh, came to me uh, that, that anything I had to say, I used to do a lot of speaking and, and, and consultancy and I'd get too much talking probably. But I got this little dream that came to me that said anything I had to say, I had to say it with song. Wow. And I thought, how? Well, I don't do song. <laughs> haven't done song. Uh -huh. I played the guitar as a, a teenager. Uh -huh. And uh, occasionally picked it up now and then in between times. But I was really just a strummer. Uh, I'm dyslexic for my sins. I can't remember a thing. Um, I, it goes in and it, 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 it goes away and I've no recall. So I, I can't learn chords as such. I make uh -huh. chords up. Uh, it Really, it's a big long list of unlikelies. <laughs> and, and there is me in denial saying, no, no me. No yeah. me. Aye. Oh, oh, that's, 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 that is, that's such a powerful story, you know, because it's, um, you know, because for so many people that are, you know, especially I would imagine that people that have been, you know, that they've always had that kind of maybe wee inkling to want to write whenever they're young, or they have this like dream when they're young that, oh, I would like to, you know, I'd like to make music and I'd like to be a songwriter. But for, for, for Jesus to put this on your heart, you know, that's like, oh, it's, oh, it's just amazing. So it, powerful. It, it really did. It freaked me out. But fortunately, there was a, a guy that came alongside me, John Perry, that uh, I, I eventually started to play with. Uh -huh. um, he recognised my fear or my, my something anyway, and I offered to help do the sound. I was practising with doing sound stuff and trying to, trying to learn that type of thing. Yes. And I thought, I'll, I'll give you a hand. And he was at a local church. And I thought, well, I'll go along there. It's, there's nothing, you know, it's not going to make any difference to me. I'll uh -huh. just give him a wee hand, you know. Yes. Um, but he slowly, slowly coaxed, you know, have you got an instrument? Yeah, got one, you know, do you play? No. And then we started to play a little bit. And, uh, and, they, they, and then in between that period, just big floods of words and songs started to, to come out that, I didn't know what to do with, and uh, I, was, I was in denial. I didn't want to tell anybody about them because that would, of course, be admitting that something was happening to me. Yes, uh huh. Yes, uh huh. Do you know? I I really um I totally get that, Jim, because um Jesus had put it on my heart for quite a long time then um, to go into ministry, and I denied it, and I denied it <laughs> for so long, but there's no escaping them. <laughs> There's no escaping them. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and they, when I, I wrote the, the first kind of song, and it, it just all the words kind of come out really, you know, very quickly. And mm -hmm. I was reading uh, back then a, a thought for today from UCB, United Christian Broadcast Radio, and they had a great kind of positive thought for today, same as Sanctuary First Thought for Today, you know, you know uplifting sort of things. Yeah. And it was helping me just, uh, it was communicating to me. And I thought, well, I'll just I'll write these things out. And, and so I would write them out. And um, then I started putting, I didn't know the names of the chords. So I, I just put little diagrams down where my fingers were. Uh huh. So I started to do that. And, uh, and 
put a couple together. A couple came together, and, and they, I, I happened to say to John one time that I had a, a couple. I, I, I somehow I'd written a song, and I don't know where this came from. Yeah. And he says, "Let's hear it." But I couldn't. I was full of nerves. I couldn't. I couldn't do anything in front of anybody. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, so it took me really weeks of coaxing mm. to, and eventually say, I'll not watch you, you face the other way. And, and he, anyway, he coaxed out me and I did a wee song and he, he was very, very, uh, he, he, he thanked me so much, you know, he uh -huh. thought it was really great. Um, and funny enough, one of the first songs we did, John and I, was um, about One Body, A Body. That was the song that's in the secret chord sessions. It's, yes. It wasn't through plan that that song was picked for the chord sessions. It, it just, I, I did a few songs and I have no influence over what goes up. I, I, I just leave it be. I just create things and leave others to do, choose or whichever. Yeah. But that was one of the first uh, songs and... Uh, I, I find it so emotional. I, I, I really struggled to, I didn't fully understand it. It came about for, from Corinthians and Paul's message to me uh, made me feel as a, as a, as a failed person, as a, an older failed person with lots of failures, that I was included. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. I wrote that song because that's what it kind of meant to me in trying okay. to decipher Paul's message in Corinthians that I was trying to understand. Uh-huh. So does um does the does the Bible influence a lot of your work, Jim? It, 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 totally. Um from that first little piece, um I about a couple of months before I had been in the hospital and got out, I had I've got um, I had massive problems with my hips and had many operations on my hips and it, it didn't quite work. So I was limping about, had crutches, and I kind of hobbled about with my, my, my new parts, but they, they just weren't working. Uh, and during that time, I, I foolishly uh, tried to read the Bible from front to back. Because <laughs> I thought it was a book, you see. Ah, yes, aye. I uh -huh. <laughs> can be quite overwhelming, can't it, <laughs> when you read it like that? <laughs> well, I, I persevered because I had kind of, revealed to myself after my sixth operation, I said to myself, uh -huh. look, I, I, something had said to me, it was, I, I was in hospital and a minister came in and he said, is there anything I can do to you? Can I get you any books or anything? I said, yes. And he said, have you looked at the Bible? I said, yeah, well, okay, I'll have a go. Aye. So I just started it at the beginning. And uh -huh. uh, <laughs> but I got to Corinthians, I got to Paul's writings before I realized, do you know some of this? actually be really I could I could relate to some of this some of this could be for me because everything before that I had neither wisdom nor insight to to understand any of it mm -hmm. absolutely um but that was where I started and uh, I, I, I told him way back you know about this reading it from the front to the back you know um and and I agree not much of it went in but I think the seed of what was there definitely yeah. went in so everything comes from that for me. Every, every thought, uh, as I read a passage, that Corinthians passage, I was trying to understand it. And in understanding it, I wrote down the words. And when I wrote down some of the words or my interpretation of it, I noticed that they started to come into verse. In yes. Uh-huh. And I uh -huh. thought, maybe it's poetry, but 
I'm a dyslexic. There's no chance poetry's going to work, you know, because I can't spell nothing. I can, my writing is dreadful. It's not, <laughs> it's not, you can't read it. Hi. Um, so it was really, it was brilliant. I, I got a laptop and I started to, to type things out, which meant others could read them. Mm-hmm. And then John helped me with what the chords were really were. And yeah. we wrote a couple of the chords into position where they, they were, because I was just making them up. Uh-huh. Um, and they, that, that kind of started the, both the technology uh-huh. enabled me and, and, and where I started with the Bible inspired me, kicked me off. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. And so it so it's like it's like the do you do you see that um for you it's like a gift to the Holy Spirit, you know, that the spirits gave you this? Uh, absolutely. Uh, honestly, it, it is it's nothing of me, hardly anything of me. It's it's for me it's totally about an inner spirit and the deeper my my spirit I allow the Holy Spirit into my, my heart. The, the, the more understanding I have of, of the readings that I read, the more songs I have to write. I mean, there was a period I was writing a song a week. Uh, uh-huh. And since then, I've maybe written about 300 songs. Oh, wow. Uh, they're not all for, you know, it's, it's 300 things that I've discovered. Uh-huh. Yes. So in my readings, I'll, I'll write stuff down, and then uh-huh. I always feel compelled to 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 the, I find melodies and, and different things, and I put them to it, and then I rejumble the words and just arrange it if you like. Yes. So my only bit of it is guided arrangement. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but you know, Tim, I think you've always been always been a creative person. You know, you've maybe been just not being like you know doing this kind of thing before but you know we your your creation of businesses and you know it sounds to me as if you've always been a creative it, it's true it's very very true when i i, I think back uh, as i say 2014 when i became aware of, of christ in my life making a difference in my life before that, I noticed, I sort of when I think back, I really noticed way, way back, just as a small child, how God and Christ was influencing my, my direction even then. But I didn't realize it. I just didn't. It wasn't. I thought I was doing it all myself. Yeah. So these creative th- things that you're talking about, I would have described myself as creative to a fault. Uh-huh. I will always find a way around things, which is not always a good thing. As a teenager, it uh-huh. was not a good thing. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I got into lots of trouble, and yeah. it's not something I'm proud of. Uh, I was quite ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. But um, I got into all sorts of bother through creatively finding ways, things to do. When when I was bored, I was a creative menace. I, uh-huh. I, got, thrown, yes. I got thrown out of school. I was just, I was just trouble. Mm. Uh, I think though there'll be, there'll be people there that that will be able to relate to your story, Jim. Definitely. Yeah, that, that I think there are. I think people with them um, maybe can I call it learning difficulties, dyslexic, or or just attention issues, anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. kind of minor things. Um, yeah, we we our, our attention wanders, 
And yeah. uh, if, if within, for school for me, it was just impossible because I, I couldn't read very well and I couldn't write very well. And uh, it was just a nightmare. Uh, it was much afterwards I had to go and redo everything. So I was about uh -huh. 13 when I, I finished, eventually uh, got a degree and I finished it. But it was really, it was a, a, sh a shocking display of just perseverance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. But then perseverance is a gift in itself. So it is. It is, and, and I'm quite obedient now with with my writings and with my um, my readings and my reflection uh -huh. because I, I recognise it as, as something that improves me, something I, I discover. And I mean, I can read things five times, and it's only on the fifth time I'll realise what it's what what the message is, or what 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 it means to me, or how it relates to me. So I, I take it literal. Uh, the, the, the songs are, are, are very literal. Uh, the, the, the failings that I often speak about are failings in myself. Um, they're, they're open. They're wide open. Um, uh, and I, I felt embarrassed at the beginning uh, to, to write this stuff down. Um, but I, I did. I got good help from John. And um, along the way, I just slowly kind of learned the, how to be able to play with other people, to play in the right key, the mm. right tempo, the, 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 the chords and different things. So it's really only in the last five, six years that, that this I tell, not out of some uh, humble modesty of, of sorts, I'm trying to get somebody to vote. I tell it to people because at 56, God decided, that's the age I was, God decided, now you're going to do this. There is, there, we all can offer something and it does not matter the age. I had to try and learn to sing and um, I, I have asthma as well. So what happens, I end up with Lee Marvin's voice. So at 56, trying to get a voice that was at least pleasant on the ear and not actually, you know, killing everybody, I thought was an impossible feat. Yeah, I... I thought it was a cruel joke. <laughs> you know what, but Jim, it's like you'll be really inspiring people that are listening because there's lots of people that are, are you know, even people that are a bit older and they've maybe thought, I'm too old to do that now. Or they've maybe had a wee, they've always maybe wanted to do something or they feel that, you know, they're maybe in church and they feel that, oh, I would love to be able to do that. And they feel this, you know, need within them or a calling, but they, they tell themselves, oh, no, I'm too old, I can't do it. But y your story shows that the Lord can use you. Mm -hmm. it, it is. We, we, we first of all recognise our fears, our human fears, honestly. Uh, and that's where I was. I was at. I, I was recognising my human fears. I was. I was willing to be really open. Uh, I was. I was really quite scared what was happening in my life and my, all around me and my family. Uh, and they noticed the difference. Uh, I had a massive issue with anger, and right at the very beginning. And uh, I had to had to pray about it. I had to say, look, I, I, there's nothing I can do unless you take away this anger that's within me. Mm -hmm. uh, it just was a huge amount that was was bubbling over that was just it was there's no use for it uh-huh and it, it was that I, I lost it i wouldn't say overnight but within a few weeks 
there was a calm that came to me and it, it went away and it was the recognition when, when uh, my family, my wife and family were saying, do you know there's something happened to you? You've, you've lost all your anger and your frustration. It's, it's just, it's gone. Oh, wow. And uh, but I still wouldn't admit that I was writing all these things down in secret. It was only John. Uh -huh. and, and that was the only one I was, and he, he, he we managed to meet up with some other people that were playing and uh, I, I got over my, some of my, my uh, I don't know what you quite call them, you know, the inhibitions. And yeah. we've all got them. We've all uh -huh. massively got them. Um, and really the fear, I used to, the blood would drain out my face if I had to play in front of anybody. I, my voice would disappear. My vo you know, I would have no voice. I'd just be a whisper. Yes. Uh, it was impossible. Mm -hmm. But there you are. There you are. That's just turning up and, and just slowly, slowly uh, stepping one wee step at, at a time. Um, it's, 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 it's a, it can only be described as a miracle. What it's for, I have no idea. Uh -huh. I have no idea what the songs are for, other than I do know it helps me. Uh -huh. I, but I think, um, I think, well, I know personally, like, I, I really... I really enjoy your music. I find that your your songs also really move me, and the it's and I, and I'm sure it's the same for other people because it's it's the honesty I think that um, really appeals to me because you're saying things and I think for other people as well as is it's like we can relate to it. You know, you're saying the words and it's like, oh, I get that. You know, and it touches your heart and you're like, oh. I somebody's saying how I feel, and uh, uh, for me that's that's you know for me it's that kind of there's a real there's a vulnerability and there's an honesty there, and that that's what I think captures people. I, I think you're right. I say I think you're right because I'm also blessed not to know the difference of what, what and it's lovely. I'm in a nice, a lovely, isolated kind of way and I, I, I appreciate anybody saying anything that, that, that's kind or otherwise. And I, I just I just try to, to, to go on with it. Um, the, the thing, I tried to get other people to do them. I was hoping that maybe because I was writing so much that others would do them. But uh, I got, quickly got the message, look, these are too personal. You, the only person that could tell these is you. You've got to say them in your voice, whatever. So you're going to have to just go over it. Yeah. <laughs> I, we I, often do. We need that. We just need, we just need like a father figure or somebody, a brother, sister, mother, whatever. Somebody said me, say, just go over yourself, go on it. Aye. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it's um, it's it's just it's taking that leap of faith, isn't it? Just to like that you know, Aye, the Lord the Lord's given this to me and I have to just I I know what it's like because see whenever I had first started my training and there would be quite a lot of times where I would think, right, God's given me this message, but I'm not sure how it's going to go across because you think either it's maybe you know you think it's maybe too honest or you think oh it's maybe a bit challenging and but you're thinking god's not give me anything else this is what i've got to say and it's this and you're like beforehand you're like right god right you need to be with me here really praying and you go out and you think that i just have to trust i just have to trust completely and but it's the message and afterwards um because i remember i was talking about um i was talking about 
um, an experience with mental health. Um, and it was actually to a church that I was doing pulpit supply, which I thought, I don't even know these people and this is what, but see the amount of people that come up to me afterwards and said that they were, they, they were so glad that, you know, that because that message was for them. And so it's like, right, well, I just have to trust the Lord. But it's frightening sometimes, you know, because you're really making yourself vulnerable. You're putting yourself out there. I totally, totally can agree with that. And anybody else out there, honestly, we, we're absolutely... That there's, I, I make a differentiation between talented people that were, were, were born with obvious talents. I'm not saying there must have been a talent deep inside of me or something that was planted way back from, with, with God and with Christ. Yeah. But it was so buried, so deep or so repressed that it had never come out and wasn't going to come out unless it, it had been pulled out. Uh, and but I think there's lots of people, and the the, the the big message if ever I've had to talk about this, I, I really it's to say, look, at any age and at any time, just be very aware that that there's going to be something brought out of you, dragged out, kicking and screaming, and it's for the greater good. It's for your good eventually, although it doesn't always feel like it at the time. Yeah. Oh yes, I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. It absolutely is for your good. But it also at some point might help another and, and we're blessed if we don't necessarily know who or how because it keeps us in a nice, humble place. Yes, uh, I, uh-huh. It doesn't yeah, freak us that. out too much. Uh-huh. I mean, there's natural performers. You know, I've got to differentiate that there's natural performers and um, people early on, when a couple of us coaxed to maybe do a couple of songs, they'd say, they're not really worship songs, are they? Can you not do a worship song? And I said, I don't know what a worship song is, friend. I haven't a clue at what comes, it comes. And I started calling them message songs. Uh-huh. But as I, as I built up more and more messages, uh-huh. I would sit uh, and eventually I get kind of coaxed to play uh, and, and, and play within a, a, it was a worship band that was there, but they, they all kind of disappeared eventually and I was left myself, you know, in this wee church with just the minister and I kind of <laughs> trying to make a joyful noise. <laughs> But it sometimes would turn to me and say, Jim, have you got a song that's coming to you about the X message? Uh-huh. Uh, and I'd say, I-, I have. And this helped me. My, I've got very little recall. I can't even remember the names of the songs. But I can remember lots of the messages. So uh-huh. I can say, right, I've got a message song in there. Um, say it's about the spirit. I've just got to go and I search through my iPad to try and find the name of it. And I, I, I can never quite find it so I've got to guess which one it is and eventually I find it and I can find anyway message songs that that maybe say something that that just fits the bill and uh-huh. uh, it's really that's really been useful so that uh-huh. being able to be disciplined to write them down there's some beautiful times when I'm sitting myself and uh, I get I get an absolute gem of, of, of something that I feel is is is, is wise and, and and beyond my capability to create Absolutely. Without, I can only put a full stop and a comma. That's about all my contribution would be to it. And it, I think now that's definitely for something or for, uh-huh. you know, something. Uh, one Body was one of those songs, although I, I find it so hard to, to, to sing it or to perform it. Mm-hmm. I, I get shaky and I, I lose my, my, 
I, I go a wee bit, I, I, I get, I, go out, I just, it's not always possible for me to do it. It's uh -huh. a really tough one for me to do. Yeah. I hope maybe somebody else, I still vainly hope that there's others out there that would uh, love to, to sing some, some message songs. Uh -huh. um, because uh -huh. it, it, they might just, hopefully they could do a, a really good job. Well, as we heard on Friday night there, uh, Ian Jamison's keen to, to do to, to take a couple, so... <laughs> well, that would be wonderful. I've, 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 there's been a few people, honestly, really, really nicely said to me, you, you, uh -huh. you should do an album, and I, I was made promise within an inch of my life that I must do an album, but I felt very, very compromised because I didn't, I've not had that. I feel it's not my time yet. Right, uh -huh. Believe it or not, I'm I'm 62 now, uh -huh. and I'm, I'm I, I feel it's not my time yet. Uh huh. So I'm thinking, goodness, when is my time going to be? I haven't a clue when my time's going to be, but it'll it'll come when it comes. And uh, but I, I, yeah, if I could think of a purpose for the album and the message songs and how uh -huh. it might how it might be for a better, a greater purpose, mm -hmm. because I've got absolutely no wish of, for self-promotion, uh, mm -hmm. none whatsoever. Right. And um, uh, I've, I've learned to, to play live, which is, is helping, uh -huh. um, but uh, I'm still learning a great deal, you know, so it's, it's I'm still really, really frightened of a Sunday to play through the Zoom thing and uh, really quaking yes. in my seat. You've no idea, uh, but I have to get over it, and each little bit is helping me. I don't know, maybe I vainly hope it's maybe to inspire others to do something much better uh -huh. than I'm doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you're definitely inspiring others, Jim. I think you definitely are. And I was thinking about how um, your uh, do you find that you're maybe is your style changing at all or is it evolving especially see now because you're involved with the friday jam which i'm a big fan of. i love the friday jam <laughs> and yeah uh, because i'm hoping that um this is me just putting this out here <laughs> but i'm hoping see once we get out this lockdown because i find myself harmonizing with quite a lot of the songs that you do it's on a sunday as well and i'm like harmonizing away and i thought oh i want to sing with jim <laughs> but, that would be ideal, honestly. That it would be uh, something that I could feel a calling for. Because a couple of years ago, um, I had a seed that I should create a club-like thing, and I started clubs on a Monday, uh, open clubs within the the, the Allen Park Church in, in Stirling. Uh -huh. And it, because the sanctuary was empty, and the minister said to me, "If you can fill this, you'll be a better man than me." Because he was struggling to get anybody to come, and he had a great sense of humour. And I says, "I could fill it Monday to Saturday." I says, "I can't fill it on a Sunday." <laughs> well, I started to create events and music things, and I think the, the little bit of learnings and my, my capability I had gained there and uh, the songwriting and different things, uh, the creativity I found easy because I then could encourage others to come and, and we did a plug and play thing. So we had a half a dozen folk on a Monday, we had a folk thing on a Tuesday, and there was about eight or ten folks coming with different instruments. Uh, on a Thursday there was a blues thing, and uh, the, the guys would come and they'd do a blues event and they'd invite blues guys. And the whole thing started to lift off. That I realized that there was a community out there that were looking to do multi-genre, uh -huh. uh, any music, 
mainstream music. Uh-huh. Uh, and as I called my stuff, message songs, you know, uh-huh. and some of them had Jesus in the Bible and God in it, you know. Yeah. And sometimes I would change the words, but I didn't feel I was diluting anything because the message to me was, was still the same. Yeah. And I had quite a few, I had one actual blues guy picked up a song and put it on his album. Oh wow! He changed he changed the word Jesus to um, Papa. Oh, and he uh, took the song and he put it on one of his albums as a blues uh-huh. album that, that's out there, uh, out in the, the the cloud somewhere, getting played. Yeah. Uh, and he took it, and I, I found a, quite a wide genre of of uh, melodies from sort of uh, blues things to Americana to folk to country whoever was there I would I would create a song that I could get get them to play or, or yeah. play along with or maybe uh-huh. I stole ideas but whatever it was they, they, they weren't songwriters any of the uh-huh. guys so what it was is that I was able to pull songs out the hat and play songs with them uh-huh. um, that were that crossed the divide and uh, when I started to, uh, we had a, a recovery group that came as well, uh, Becky, that uh, plays violin and fiddle. Uh-huh. And she came along with a few guys. And um, the guys were brilliant. You know, they were just looking for something to do. They were trying to keep out the road. They were trying to keep away from the usual haunts that they're not meant to go to. Yes, I Keep uh-huh. well out the road. So this, uh-huh. I, I had a coffee machine that I, I, I managed, a fresh coffee machine that I, I managed to acquire and uh, that was the key to getting them in the door plus we had all this music and I used to write songs for them uh-huh. and they'd tell me stories and then I'd write them songs about that story oh wonderful and they would they would be blown away because it was saying the things that they they're quite open about what they talk about but uh-huh. this was saying things to music that actually so I have great hope and aspirations as after lockdown that with the recovery community particularly uh-huh. we'll, we'll get back again to doing performances we'll get back to, to doing workshops we'll get back to doing all these things uh-huh. the joining in is the biggest thing that makes me happy getting people to join and me encouraging others in any fashion or form uh, would be fabulous it would be just it's a dream come true for me to just to encourage a younger musician or an older musician it doesn't it's just a joy Oh, Jim, it's been an absolute joy talking to you today. Um, we're, uh, now, well, we're now, th- I'm over what I thought we were going to be today, but that's what I like about this podcast. We can just, it's organic, we can make it whatever we want it to be. So thank you so much, Jim. And uh, Jim has got an activity over on the blog for any of you who would like to maybe start sowing some seeds of, um, you know, your own songwriting or just how to, you know, just the things that Jim's been talking about today and just encouraging you to, um, you know, go with the spirit and, you know, see where the Lord takes you and explore your own creativity. So thanks, Jim. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> You're a great listener, Laura. <laughs> Oh, no, well, it's just been, it's been just brilliant to talk to you today. You'll just get a fantastic story. And, and I know that everybody that's listening to this is going to be inspired um, as much. There's nowhere to hide now. This is the thing for them. Age, barrier, creed, there's nowhere to hide. <laughs> but there's no excuses. 
That's that. The Lord's having no excuses. <laughs> so thank you very much. And we'll see you all again, or you can listen out again in a fortnight's time. But head over for the for the blog for the reactivity. So bye. Bye.